Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world joining us. Thank you so much for being here at USA Global TV and radio. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck. I am the president, founder, and chief listening officer here at our network. Our show today is What's Trending, and our discussion topic is going to be living an intentional life. We've got a great guest backstage. Before we bring him out, let's welcome the star of our show, Kathy Fulton. Hello. Hello again. How are you? <laughs> nice to see you again. For those who don't know, we do a show right before this called Aging Gracefully with Humor. And we were talking about downsizing estate sales. And that was a great conversation, especially with all of your knowledge uh, in that area, because you went through something personal. But today on this show, we're talking about living an intentional life. And you've brought a, a wonderful guest, the opposite entrepreneur. Before we bring him out, Kathy, tell us about the work that you do as an interior designer. Well, so I have owned my own interior design firm for 22 years. And what we do is create spaces that people love to live in. Um, I mean, there's nothing worse than sitting in your house and thinking, I hate my kitchen, I hate my bedroom, I hate my family room, whatever it is, and not really having anyone that you can turn to that you feel like will really help you. And um, so that's that's what we like to do. We like to turn that ship around. And um, so not only do we focus on interior, but we work on exterior projects as well. Thank you, Kathy. You know, we did a show yesterday together called A Woman's Prerogative, and our topic was uh, to groom or not to groom, and then what do you see when you look in the mirror? And I was wondering, if we removed all the mirrors from our home, would that help us if we don't like the way our home is decorated? Because <laughs> we I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so you see it all. <laughs> Well, I'm really looking forward to bringing out Mike. He is in Charleston, South Carolina, which is a beautiful area. It's bustling. People are moving there. He was giving us a little bit about what's happening in that area. He is an entrepreneur and he is also a podcaster. So let's welcome Mike Regina, the opposite entrepreneur. Hello. Hello, everybody. How y'all doing? Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. How nice to you? see you again. Good to see you. Good to see you. <laughs> Recently moved and I'm already saying y'all. <laughs> <laughs> how has that transition been from the the philly south jersey area down to charleston yeah i would say you know 99 percent good uh or absolutely i should say actually amazing and then the only one percent that isn't is just the pace of life it's just things are a little bit slower and coming from the northeast you know of just you know being fast 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 that's the only change but it's you know it's a good thing 
Yeah, the, the Northeast is its own animal, wouldn't you say? I think animals will just run you over. You know, it, it's funny. I'm here on an island in Avalon, and you can see when people are not from the area. New Jersey, there's a state law that you have to stop for people in the crosswalks. People with New York plates, nothing against New Yorkers. They just want to plow you down. It's, it's just like it's an island. Can you slow down? But anyway, Mike, what is the opposite entrepreneur? No, that, that's a great question. You know what? I've been fortunate enough uh, to have been an entrepreneur for over 20 years. And if I really even go back even farther, I can even say 30 uh, to when I was a child, when I started uh, my first business, which was a, a car wash and detail um, service business at a couple of my dad's office buildings. So for me, really the opposite entrepreneur is watching the masses and doing the opposite. So, you know, if you really want to separate yourself uh, you know, from the rest and from your competition, you have to do the opposite. You need to watch what they're doing and then figure out, hey, what makes me unique? So hence the name, The Opposite Entrepreneur. Thank you. So would you say that you are not following the trends and can, <laughs> and following them and doing what they're doing? You're following them, but you're doing the opposite. Yeah. You know what? Look, I mean, again, if if you really want to separate yourself in business, look, we, we could all be in a similar industry or even the same industry. But what is going to separate you from your competition? You know, I've one of the things that I do and that I utilize is what's called a blue ocean strategy. Um, so where, you know, all the companies that I've ever started, I've always started with that foundation of a blue ocean strategy, which is, hey, what separates us? What is going to eliminate competition? So that's really at the heart of what you want to do as a business is to figure out ways, processes and systems that is going to eliminate the competition. So that can be in service, that can be in your product, that can be in your process. So figuring out ways that's going to give you that advantage, uh, you know, over your competitor. Excellent. Thanks for sharing that. Kathy. So just a little bit of background about me. Um, this is uh, talking about geographics. So I'm originally from Texas. So when you said um, you had me at y'all, um, because no, 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 Giga Maggie's. I'm so sorry. I can't believe you. Are you, you, guys had, you guys had a bad weekend, didn't you? <laughs> Let's not talk about that, please. <laughs> but I, um, I moved from Texas to Virginia back in 1990. And I mean, everybody there, there's just such a difference in personalities. I mean, mow you down would be one way to describe it, but I mean, you know, Northern Virginia is, wow. Um, I mean, it's just, it's all about business up here. Um, and so it's just has, so for me, it was like culture shock. So it sounds like for you, it was, I mean, you're moving to, to, you know, to the South. So, I mean, I guess that that's been culture shock for you as well. Oh, absolutely. 100% culture shock. Um, and, 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 you know, also, I mean, the Northeast is very, very strong on sarcasm. Mm -hmm. So sarcasm is just another way of like showing your affection. I, I always say, Hey, look, if, if, if I'm not, if I can't joke around with you, or if I don't make fun of you, it's probably because I don't like you which I really feel is the Northeast mentality is just, that's how we are. That's how we share our love down here. They're just not used to the sarcasm <laughs> and they think like that person really must not like me. <laughs> so that's really what's been a huge change in the culture, but the Southern hospitality down here, it's real. I get it. I love it. I embrace it. 
And uh, it's it's funny. I can be in. I remember when I first moved down here in line at, at the grocery store waiting. And then next thing you know, the person in front of me gets stuck into a five minute conversation. Whereas obviously in the Northeast, we don't have time for conversations. We just keep going. We pay our bill and we move on here. Hey, how are you doing? What are you doing today? What? Oh, really? Why are you doing that? I mean, people are genuinely interested in really how you're doing and whatnot. And to me, that's been a nice change and transition. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, there is really something to be said for that Southern house hospitality. I mean, just just the um, intentional conversations, right? Absolutely. It's, Absolutely. it's so refreshing. It. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. is. It is. So I, I don't think it, oh, sorry, I was going to say, I don't think it's made its way down to Florida because I know when I go back there next month, <laughs> I say hello to people when I'm out walking there. Yeah, well, there is, there is transplants. Yeah, there, there's a lot of transplants in Florida. And I will say that this area is definitely getting its, you know, some numbers in the Jersey and, you know, New York, Northeast area. So there is certainly some influence that's happening here, you know, especially with, you know, one of the things that I have to say that I have to give myself credit for is I have yet to honk my horn when a light turns green. I've even waited three to five seconds. <laughs> and as you know, in the Northeast, the light turns green. Someone is honking the horn at you. It doesn't matter if it just literally changed. Down here, it's okay. They're eventually going to go. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, uh, yeah. I mean, the with with the southern hospitality. I mean, you just, I don't know. It's it's just so refreshing. But the other point that you made, um, or comment that you made, was about your first business was. You owned a car wash. Okay. So, so how old were you when you started that? Uh, I was 14. Okay. So, um, are you ready for what my, cause I've been an entrepreneur for years. Are you, are you ready to hear what my first company was? I would love it. Okay. I think this is what really made my husband fall in love with me. <laughs> when I was, when I was in, in, in Texas, we called it junior high. They still do call it junior high. Um, I owned my own firecracker stand. No way. No way. I know. See, I think you almost fell in love with me, right? That that is so <laughs> amazing. I need I need some backdrop on that. What what let's hear about it. Okay. Did the business blow up? Oh, that was a dad no, joke. No, I'm no, sorry. No. <laughs> so, so let me no, 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 no. Come on. I was only in middle school. So um, but my you know, in talking with my, so I grew up in Gonzales, Texas, born in Houston, Texas, but then my parents, they wanted to move back to where they were raised. So when I was in the second grade, we moved to Gonzales, Texas population at that time, 12,000. Now I think maybe it's 10,000 on a good day. Okay. So there was nothing there, nothing. Okay. Um, and so growing up, I, you know, I, would talk to my dad about, you know, can I help you at your store? Can I work with you? You know, and he was like, no, 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 no. And so finally one day he came home and he said, I got an idea for you. And so then he told me, he was like, you know, how about if I build you a firecracker stand? Um, I have a connection where you can get the firecrackers um, and the fireworks wholesale. And, um, then that'll give you some spending money. You can sell it, you know, obviously July 4th holiday, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, um, so we did, and we set it out right in front of his, it, it, he owned a, um, 
feed, seed and fertilizer store called Schuler Grain Company. And, um, you know, that's that's what you need down there because everybody's in livestock and, you know, landowners and, and everything. And so um, it was on like the main drag. And um, so I would I would sit out there and sell my fireworks. And it was it was a great experience. Great experience. But I remember the first time that I told my husband about that, he was like, oh, my God. God, I would have loved to have done that. You know, I mean, he, he wanted to hear everything, you know, but um, I mean, it was, it was, it was such great experience. You know, you had to show up early, you had to stay late, um, just um, learning about the competition because one of the wealthiest kids in town, his parents owned Gonzalez Bank mm. and he had a firecracker stand. And his was bigger than mine, but I'll never forget the day that um, I think it was like Christmas Eve. He came to my firecracker stand because he had run out of punks. You know what punks are? Oh, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's yep. I, I haven't, you know. And um, and so he wanted to buy some of mine. And I, I was like, I remember telling him because I knew who he was and I knew it was the competition. I was like, you know, I don't I don't know. I'm going to have to ask my dad. And uh, <laughs> so I went in and told my dad. And he was like, oh, really? Oh, really? And he was like, this is how you do it. And uh, and I did exactly what he said. I was nervous because he was older than me. He was an older kid. And uh, and he paid me. And, uh, you know, yeah, it was it was great. So anyway, that you charge. Did you charge extra? Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, of course. yeah. Of course. My dad. I mean, I was like so nervous walking back out to my firecracker stand. What um, are things you can't do today? A young kid having a firecracker stand. <laughs> it just can't happen anymore. And I kind of miss the fact that we have so many rules and regulations. It's like, let kids be kids. Right. Are they are they legal in South Carolina? Is that one of the states? They are. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can go get firecrackers or fireworks at any point in time. <laughs> so oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I, I was just going to ask you, Mike. So like, what is your what is your perfect client? Who do you, Who do you love to work with? So, you know, it depends upon the business. So, you know, I have, I'm fortunate enough to have three businesses, uh, you know, one of them being uh, my Mike Regina brand. So always looking for, um, you know, companies that are looking to expand, uh, you know, their team, maybe uh, inspiration, motivation, uh, do workshops, um, you know, can do it live, can do it online. Um, I enjoy keynote speaking, uh, you know, doing motivational, uh, motivational um, speaking uh, gigs. And then, so that's on the Mike Regina brand. I'm actually getting ready to launch a masterclass too, as well, uh, called the Opposite Entrepreneur uh, Starter Class. So really, really jacked up for that. Going to be doing that over the next couple of months. And then I also have a construction business, which is really focused regionally up in the uh, Philadelphia area. So a lot of, we do a lot of doctors, healthcare, uh, churches, private schools, um, you know, offices, and then. My uh, other business is uh, post auditing of freight payments. So we work for Fortune 500 companies that manufacture products. So finding uh, any payment errors and then whatever we identify, we get a percentage of. Wow. Wow. That's fantastic. Uh, Mike, I'd love to hear from you about some of the things that you've actually learned. People were doing one thing and you decided to do something different. Can you share that with us? Yeah, you know, you know what, fortunately enough, as a, as a young, uh, you know, someone that's just starting high school was really my first experience just kind of being thrown into being an entrepreneur, having your own business. 
So, I mean, I just remember just running through the halls of my dad's office buildings and just going and knocking on every office door and saying, hey, who wants their car washed? Who wants their car washed? Who wants their car detailed? And then having to perform. You know, it's one thing to sell. It's one, another thing to actually do the work and do it well. So it really taught me how to communicate effectively. It taught me to make sure that I deliver a good product, not just one time, but every time. And then it also taught me really, you know what? I have the ability to be around in an environment of people that are older than me um, so and wiser than me. So it also taught me how to listen too as well because people were kind enough to share, hey, guess what? Hey, Mike, maybe you might want to do this. You might want to do that. You might want to offer this. And that just continued to help me grow, uh, not only as a business person, but also helped me grow, uh, you know, personally and then my business as well. So, you know, just watch. So I really was able to just kind of learn, you know, that foundation of business. And then once I graduated, obviously college and then, you know, worked for a period of time before starting my own business, just getting a chance to just kind of see one of the things you always say to yourself as you're getting ready to start your company is, hey, you know what, if I was to own my own company, I would do it this way. If I was to own my own company, I would do it that way. And if I was to own my own company, I would do it this way. Well, when the time comes, you have to do it. And so being able to take all those ideas and then put them into practice, I mean, that was huge, uh, you know, for us in terms of getting launched, you know, off the ground on our first business um, in the construction management space. So, you just, you know what, like I said, you can be, look, construction, you know, everyone could say, hey, you know, how do you, you know, how do you separate yourself? Well, I mean, there's a handful of ways to separate yourself. Number one is relationships. You know, I mean, to me, I think at the end of the day, I can eliminate competition just by developing strong relationships. So our business became 100% referral based. So instead of having to compete on price with everyone else, we went and, and it took time and, and, you know, to organically build relationships. But as we did over time, all of a sudden it was, hey, just call Mike, just call Ryan, just call Big Sky Enterprises. Those are the only people that we would use. And then next thing you know, we're eliminating the competition. So that was just one of the ways, um, you know, that you can watch the masses and do the opposite. There are some companies, guess what, they make, you know, they make their living off of just, you know, on volume. So we didn't focus on volume. We focused on working for people, you know, that appreciated us and we appreciated them. And, and that's what really creates an ultimate experience. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate that. One of the words that you used was execute and people have such a challenge in executing and they've got great ideas. They do a lot of research. They talk to people. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. But then when it actually comes time to doing it, they just don't show up. What have you found in that area working with people? Yeah. You know what? I think the big thing is, is you just have to put aside the fear of failure. You know, everyone is so concerned that, hey, guess what? If I fail, you know what? I'm going to look dumb in front of my colleagues. Hey, if, if I do this, you know what? It's going to set me back or I'm going to lose money or whatever. You know what? If you believe in yourself and the service that you're providing or the product that you're providing, go for it. Go for it. Do not be worried about it. Listen, you know, failure is just something that we pass on the way to success. And honestly, probably my favorite quote of all time is Winston Churchill. You know, his definition of success 
is going from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. And that's what you have to have. Guess what? Every day, if you're not failing, you're not growing. You're not trying something different. Just continue to try. I mean, that to me is everything in business, you know, and, and in life. I mean, I've I'm been fortunate enough to be able to experience a lot of things because I just said, hey, you know what? I'm going for it. What's the worst that can happen? I got to start over again. Okay, well, guess what? The next time I'm starting over again, I know a lot more information now. So guess what? You're either, I, I like to say, you're either you're either winning or you're learning. So th th those are my two things. Yeah, I love that. Winning or learning. Let's go. Let's go. Right, exactly. I, I believe that everything is done for you, not to you. Um, meaning, I mean, if you fail, then that was done for you because there's, there's a lesson in that. And, but so many people, I think their pride and their ego get in the way that they can't just take a step back and look at it and go, okay, so what was I supposed to learn from this? And now how can I pick myself up, dust myself off and move on? You know, let's try this again. Um, and, and I think that's what a lot of people literally get stuck in. It's, it's just this, an emotional, they're just stuck in that wedge. And, um, it's, it's kind of like maybe, um, analysis paralysis. They, they're just, 100%. you agree. Oh, a hundred, the, the paralysis, you know what I mean? The paralysis through analysis. I, I see it all the time. I just ha had a, a friend of mine who, you know, we, we, we sat down, I said, listen, you know, he, he's been in logistics his entire life. He's a young guy. He's, you know, he's 31 years old, started a, uh, an apparel company and has just been kind of building that up as a side gig. And I'm like, dude, what, what are you going to do? I mean, seriously, I mean, make the transition. What, what is the worst that can happen? OK, I mean, look, you already have a nice foundation in terms of, uh, you know, you've, you've been in business now for two years. You've got a good business. You know, I mean, you got a, a decent amount of clients just to start. And guess what? If you don't try, you're never going to know. I, I mean, risk reward. There's I mean, the bigger the risk, the bigger the reward. Take the chance I, again. I mean, I, I've I've been fortunate, uh, you know what I mean, to have businesses and I have been to, you know, and, and, and success is in the eye of the beholder. Don't let anyone tell you what success is. You determine what success is. I think that's a big thing. People get concerned about what other people think is success. You dictate that. And it doesn't necessarily have to be financial. It can be joy. It could be joy, happiness, whatever it may be, maybe a better lifestyle. Who cares about working 80, 90 hours a week? You think I want to work 80, 90 hours a week? Heck no. People say, hey, you know what? In order to change the world, I remember Elon Musk said, in order to change the world, you got to work 80 to 90 hours a week. I said, that's not true. In order to change the world, you can just do that with a smile. So again, that's, you know, just, it's a different perspective. It's also uh, defining what success is. So, you know, I, I mean, for me, just, just give it a shot. And then we put everything on paper. And that's really key, right? Is putting things down on paper, seeing it. Now you can say, hey, Let's go. Let's rock and roll. I think when people keep it up here, it can't transfer. Yeah, I I, I would agree. Um, you know, <clears throat> I had a family member years ago, and I I won't I won't use a pronoun, um, but that person would always say to me, "There's there's no way that you can start this business because you don't have." 
all the answers to all of these questions. You don't have everything like all perfectly lined out. And see, unfortunately, I, I mean, I, I feel like I'm a good planner, but I'm willing to take a risk when I see an opportunity and I feel like it's a good opportunity. So a lot of, a lot of work I've started has been pretty much baptism by fire. And I've learned as I've gone along and I, and I guess that I just trusted my gut instinct that if I jump, then the answers are going to fall, fall into place. And, um, and, and I think a, a huge percentage of what goes on in your mindset is really how you're going to ultimately execute and then how ultimately you're probably going to succeed. I don't know. What are your thoughts? So I think the big thing is, and, and I tell my kids, I, I, I've, I have three kids. I'm blessed to have three kids. And I've told them their entire lives. I have two in college and, and one in middle school. And I told them, I said, I honestly don't care about your grades. I, I, you know, the entire time growing up, I said, I don't care about your grades. I care about one thing. And that one thing is, is that you're a problem solver. Because if you're a problem solver, you can accomplish anything that you want. It has nothing to do with a good grade. Because if you are a problem solver, you're going to find whatever answer it is you know, to that question, to that problem in order to accomplish the goal that you want to accomplish. So that really is the key and the foundation to, to, to really being successful and executing is just, hey, look, here's a problem because problems are going to come your way all throughout the day. And I love it. I mean, you have to embrace problems. You need to just embrace it, love on it and just say, hey, you know what? This is just another opportunity that I get a chance to one is to grow and two is to fix something and to make it better. I mean, that's one of the things that I think is just is so important um, to that. And guess what? If, if you're a problem solver, I mean, you can go do anything that you want. I think one of the things that I really, really enjoy and love about the entrepreneurial life and having your own business is every day I wake up, I have a clean slate, right? I have, I, I like to say, like, I have this black. So those are some of the things that, uh, you know, that is just, it's so rude. I love Mike, how you, you use the term problem solving and solutions. And I just have a quick story to share because I think it's relevant. When I was in corporate up until 2020, I also had a, a side gig of a radio show out of New York that I, I had a contract for. And I just was so tired of, they were interviewing me every week and I just didn't want to do it anymore. I wanted to be the one doing the interviewing. So I spoke with the managing partner and he said, there's no way because you don't have any experience interviewing. You're not in New York. You don't have the equipment. You're not an employee, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, great. What else? You have anything else? Anything else you want to throw at me? Because I am going to solve this very quickly. And one by one, I just addressed what he said. And then the rest is history. But the point is, I could have easily just said, yeah, you're right. And that's what people do. Somebody tells them no, and then they go, okay. To me, no is not now. Not yet, because I haven't given you the reason. I haven't proven the value. And I think that's where people just get tripped up. So I recommend that you people follow what it is that you're suggesting. Solve problems, provide solutions. Absolutely. And, and at the end of the day, at the end of the day, there isn't one person that started their first business that had any experience. I don't care what they say. You don't have any experience. None. Zip. Zilch. 
you're just taking whatever knowledge that you have and you're going and starting your own business. So don't ever think that you, you're, you need to have everything in place or know everything. You will not. You will not. Right. You, you, you won't. And um, as, as I started my own like interior design firm, I didn't have all my vendors in place. I didn't, I didn't know all the fabricators that I was going to need to work with. I didn't have a crystal ball. I, I, I had, I just, I had no idea. So every client that I met with, it was just really a leap of faith. And uh, my, you know, like they would ask me, okay, so can you do this? Can you do that? And my answer was always, Yes, we can. And on the inside, I'm going, I have no idea how we're going to do this. And I would get in my car and and go home and start making phone calls. I mean, the the biggest challenge was I had a client say to me, she was moving into this, you know, huge house. And she was like, I would like to design my own Oriental rugs. Can I do that with you? And I'm like, Oh yes, absolutely. I I was sweating by the time I got to the car. But you know what? Every room in her house had an oriental rug and it was her colors and we made her design and you know, so I mean, you, but but you really have to want to be in the game. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, I mean, would you agree? You have to want to be in the game because every day it's a game. You don't know what's going to happen. Absolutely. I mean, it, it really is a mindset thing. It's it's again, you, you need to believe that you have the best product and service. I mean, if you don't, honestly, don't go into business. I, I don't care. If, if you don't think you have the best product and service, then don't go into it. I, I don't care if I don't care if it's, you know, if, if you're going up against Amazon, whatever, you could still there, there's still a niche that you can have that can far, you know, far exceed what Amazon is doing. Right. So just believing that you are the best at whatever it is that you're going to do. That is key because the number one reason why people buy from you is confidence. So if you believe in your in your product and your service, you're going to do it. And then to just kind of touch on you know what you shared about in terms of your experience, Richard Branson says, "Hey, guess what? Say yes and then figure it out," <laughs> which is what most people do. Yeah. Yeah. You look for how to solve the problem, how to provide a solution. And if you do your research and you haven't figured it out, reach out to a mentor or somebody else, because I think that's another area where people get tripped up. They don't want to ask for help. They don't want to look at what are people who've already done it? What are they doing? Can I reach out to them? And now with the pandemic, and I think it started with really that um, audio app, Clubhouse, the the walls are down. I mean, it's it's possible to reach Richard Branson, really anyone it's possible to reach. Whereas before you had to go through this person and that person, all these gatekeepers. So I think the people should just go for it. Like what you're saying, you really have to be passionate. And one other thing I just want to touch on, Kathy, you mentioned this. I think that sometimes people get so emotional about something, they get blinded and they can't see the solution. They can't see. I, I think of it as the ostrich with their with their head in the ground, as opposed to the eagle flying over the business to see. Okay, how can we find solutions where our head is in the business twenty four seven? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's you're in the forest, right? And that is the biggest challenge, you know, when when you're doing anything, you know, whether it be a business on personal, is you're in the forest, so you can't see the forest through the trees. That's why it's so important and imperative to make sure that you have people around you that are better than you 
uh, whether it be mentors, business coaches, things like that, because that one, they're going to have a different perspective. And two, there, there's, there's going to be times that you're just going to get jammed up. You're just like, you know what? I give up everything that I thought about isn't working. And why is that? Hey, you know, Jane, Bob, what is my challenge? What is my issue? What do you see here? Here it is. You have to go and ask for help. Help does, is not a sign of weakness. I think it's actually a sign of strength. It's basically saying that, hey, I am confident enough to ask a question. I'm confident enough to say, hey, you know what? I don't know everything. I'm humble enough to say that. And if I do that, guess what? I'm going to excel farther than the person that says, hey, I don't need help. Hey, I know everything. Mr. Know-it-alls and Mrs. Know-it-alls, guess what? They have a lid to their growth. Right. Those that are willing to say, hey, guess what? You can't do anything great on an island by yourself. You can't. You cannot. You can't. I, listen, I've been able to experience growth just because of the people that I surround myself with, the team that I've built. It's just that right there is the key to growth is other people. Look, I, I, I have to give my team credit every day because, I mean, they're the rock stars. They're the superstars. They're the ones that are crushing it every single day. You know, I, I'm only one person. I can only do so much. But with a team, the sky's the limit. Yeah, yeah that's really true. And, and to your point about the forest, I was going to mention, if, if you are in a forest, right, it's all trees and you can't see, you need a drone or you need somebody in a helicopter flying over saying, here's what I see, right? So you need different perspectives. Absolutely. Look, the professional athletes, right? The best, the best people in the world, physically, emotionally, all that stuff. Guess what? They have coaches. They all have coaches, even though they are the best in the world. Guess what? We need the same thing. We need another set of eyes. We need help. We need assistance. We need those that are saying, hey, I see this. I see that. Try this. Try that. Next thing you know, boom. You're doing that, and now you can utilize all those things that you learned to help your team grow in whatever those areas could be. Yeah, I, I think that a lot of people, again, get hung up on, okay, so I really would like to ask for help, but um, it's just that kind of – are they going to think that I'm stupid? Are they, or who, who's the, who's the safe person to call? I remember very clearly on that day when I told that client that, yes, we, we can design your custom rugs. Um, that was really before like everybody was on the internet. That was, I want to say maybe 2001, 2002. I don't know how I found these phone numbers, but I ended up talking to all these, all these people in India. And they were so awesome. And, and I told them, I'm like, look, I'm just going to tell you the truth. I have no idea what I have gotten myself into, but by God, you got to help me. And they laughed and laughed and laughed. And um, I mean, they would send me like yarn and all these designs. I mean, they, they were phenomenal. And so I, I, my point is, I think if people would just, you know, th throw, throw down the ego, throw down the pride and just pick up the phone. Cause I mean, emails are great, but I mean, you can really get your point across when you're, when you have somebody's ear and you're just like, look, throw Absolutely. me a life raft, please. Because I, I, I desperately need your help. I am drowning. And, and, and I want, and, and people like it. I think when, when you say, you know, look, I, I want to do this work, you know, can you help me? I think, I think people really, they like that authenticity. A hundred percent. I mean, look, I mean, think about yourself. I, I don't want to work with someone that isn't authentic. I don't want to work with someone that 
is a know-it-all. I, I want to work with someone that says, hey, guess what? I know my strengths. I know my weaknesses. Guess what? Here's my weakness. I need to accomplish X. You know, do you want to be a part of the solution? And if they do, guess what? They can create a customer that they can have for years to come. And I'm sure that those people that you talk to, you could be still dealing with today. And, and because of them, I mean, look, I genuinely want to help people. Not everyone is going to be my client and that's okay. But if I can help them in some way, shape or form, put them in a direction that can help them and help them accomplish their goal and take the anxiety down, guess what? Do it. You know, they, they, the Bible says that it's better to give than receive. So let's just keep on giving because what I've found is that the more that I've given, the more that I've made. And I don't do that. I don't give with expectations of reciprocity. I just give for the sake of giving because it brings me joy. But from it, guess what? I've just been fortunate enough to be able to grow and get a lot of business from that. Do you do you lead people through like the entire process? Or I mean, is it just like a short window of time that you work with clients? So everything I do in terms of uh, my Mike Regina brand, it's I, I don't necessarily work with someone on like a one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, I do things in a group setting. Uh, just there's just only so many, uh, you know, so many hours in a day, and it's just not scalable to be able to do something where I'm just coaching on a one-on-one -on -one basis or just dealing with a particular company. I, I love coming in, helping identify problems, challenges, and whatnot. Hey, what are we doing poorly? What do we need to start? Uh, you know, what do we, you know, need to continue doing or improving on? And, and really helping them be really be those eyes that are outside the forest. Uh, I enjoy that. And then on the, uh, you know, like I said, the masterclass I'm going to be starting, it, that's going to be really walking them through the process, providing inspiration throughout. That will be on a subscription uh, based model, but that is going to be, you know, in a group setting. Good. Yeah. That's congratulations on everything that you're creating. And, uh, and I just love your passion and energy. Don't you, Kathy? He's just so. Yes. Listen, you, you have, listen, passion is what wakes us up. If that's why you have to do what you love. If you don't do what you love, let me tell you something. It shows number one, number one, it shows. And I've never met anyone that wasn't passionate about what they do. Inspire me. I've never been inspired by someone that wasn't passionate. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm looking for the door where it's like, Hey, how you doing? Terrible. Oh my gosh, what's going on with work? It's awful. Okay, I'm out. I can't wait till I retire in three years, six months, and seven days. Oh my gosh, I don't know who's more excited when that happens. Is it you or the people that you're working with? I mean, come on. Listen, we got one chance at this life. Let's crush it and crush it together. Love what you do. Not everything is going to be green and, and roses. There's going to be challenges. But that's okay. But love what it is that you do. And I'm telling you right now, you'll create a movement. You'll accomplish the things that you want to accomplish. People are going to be inspired. And guess what? If you're all about inspiring and motivating people, then let's go. Mike, I'm putting on my sneakers. I'm going to go running through the streets here on the island. <laughs> yes! let's, go. We're gonna, let's do yes! it. Let's do it. <laughs> We're crushing life. I agree with you. I absolutely love what I do. I, I can't believe it took me so many years to get here, but I made it. <laughs> Listen, it's it's never too early and it's never too late. I always say the best time to start a business is right now. I, I don't care if it's I don't care if the world's crashing and, and it's like, oh, no, there's this is going on. That's going on again. You're going to go create the solution. You're the problem solver. 
you have you have an idea, a business. What is a business? It's an answer to a problem. Go solve those problems and do it better, different, faster, more efficient than whatever it is at your competition. Go develop those relationships. Continue to fail forward every day. And guess what? Before you know it, you're rocking and rolling. Oh, by the way, I've I've closed many a companies. I've failed many a times. And guess what? I now know what I don't want to do. And you know what? I gave it a shot. You know, I, I don't have any regrets. I, I am not like right now in life. What my, people are like? What do you regret? Nothing. Nothing. I'm I'm going all out every day until I hit that pillow. I hit that pillow. I'm asleep in 15 minutes. In 15 <laughs> seconds, I am gone. I am out. I've given it all. That's what you have to do. Leave it on the floor. Amen. Leave it all there. <laughs> Mike, it's been so much fun having you here today. I hope you'll come back and see us again on this or any of our other shows. For I'd people love to. Who, yay, that's great. So let's make it happen. Um, for people who can't read the banner, they're on the radio or later they're on a podcast platform, what's the best way to reach out to you and hire you for your services? Sure. You can reach me on uh, my website at mikeregina.io. Um, you can also reach out to me on LinkedIn at Mike Regina. Would love to connect with you. If you have any questions or whatnot, uh, you know, maybe, you know, hey, I'm thinking about starting my own business. You know, what are your thoughts? If I can be of assistance and, and value, please, I'm happy to do so. If you're a team and you're looking for a workshop, would love to do that. If you're looking for a keynote speaker, motivational speaker, maybe, hey, we're getting ready to kick off the fourth quarter. Hey, maybe you want to, you know, a little bit of a motivational speech to your team in order to just rock and roll going into the fourth quarter. I would love to be the fuel to that fire. Yes, I love it. The fuel to the fire. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much again, Mike, for being here. And I'm really happy for you and your family and your new locale there, enjoying everything and bringing so much passion and energy to everything you do. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> All right, y'all. Take care. Now, Bye. You too. Bye. Well, I'm pumped up, Kathy. How about you? Yes, yes. <laughs> I uh, I love his enthusiasm and um, uh, just the way that he inspires. I think probably everyone that he encounters. And um, uh, I remember after I I think that we had a a Zoom call. I think it was this was several months ago when we um, talked and. Um, I just remember the email response back was just, uh, you know, let, let's go. This is going to be the best interview ever. And uh, um, so anyway, I, I, I like him a lot. Good guy. Yes, I do too. You can just see how genuine and authentic he is. So thank yes, you for bringing him to the platform. So Kathy, how can people work with you? I mean, you just shared that you will get it done. It doesn't matter what it is. You're going to find a way to give your clients what they need. How can they reach out to you? So feel free to give me a call. Uh, my phone number is 703-895-3798. Or if you would prefer to email me, I can be reached at kathyfulton1965 at gmail.com. And that's Kathy with a C. Kathy with the C, Kathy with the C. Okay, I love it. Yeah, yeah sometimes <laughs> I tell people it's like C is in Cinderella and they they throw up, but you know. <laughs> no, I think it's great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here today for another fabulous two shows. And mm. uh, I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Okay, have a All great right. day. Thank you too, bye.
Okay, bye-bye. And thank you to each and every one of you. I say this over and over again. If you follow me on a regular basis, you're sick of hearing it. But I am so excited about where we have gone, where we're going. We started here at USA Global TV and Radio January 10th of this year. And now the growth is exponential. People from all over the world. We have a team of 39 people. If you'd like to join us, if you want to be a team member, we are getting our programming scheduled together for 2023. We have openings for hosts, co-hosts, panelists, expert presenters on our Talking Head platform, and also our elevated listeners. If you have an idea of something that we could do here on our platform, please do reach out. I am all ears. I love hearing what people's suggestions are, and that's how we continue to grow. Please go over to one of our websites, usaglobaltv.com, contact us, or go to my other website, drjacqueline.com, contact us. Also, I announced this earlier today, we have some new websites coming because we have some new offerings. Our newsletter is going to be discontinued because we now have a magazine and the magazine is to feature our guests. It's to feature our team. The name of the magazine is the globalpostmagazine.com. It's under construction because we're working behind the scenes and we do feature you, our guests. So please do look forward to that in the future. Also for our elevated listeners, we certify people on how to listen at an elevated level with the power of listening, because I truly believe that when we are listening without judgment, without providing solutions, without interrupting, and without stealing the stage from someone else, we are one step closer to inner peace. And if each of us have our inner peace, we are closer to world peace. So we have a new website coming just for our elevated listeners, because we have so many, and that is theelevatedlisteners.com. That's coming soon. It will only be for our elevated listeners. So please do reach out if you'd like to get certified. Our course, the, the main course we have, the certification one, The Power of Listening, is $257, but it's $30 right now for you. So I'll put that link into the chat. Thank you again. We'll be back very shortly with The Corner Bookstore, followed by The Film and Music Show, closing out the day with Talking Heads, and our expert presenter is Mr. Red O'Laughlin. Thank you again. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Mike. And thanks to each and every one of you around the world. I really do appreciate you. Bye for now.